Are you totally different when it comes to sex and copulation? Have you judged yourself out of receiving pleasure? Have you judged yourself into receiving pleasure in certain ways and excluded other ways? Would you like to know more about what else is possible with bodies? Would you like to create confidence in the bedroom and beyond? How is your sex life or lack of it affected other areas of your life? Everyone has the potency to be a sexual superhero. Get ready. Ready to listen, sense, and play with the sexualness that is you. Now, here is the host of The Pleasure Zone, pleasure diva and body whisperer, Milica Yelenich. Well, good evening, sweet pleasure seekers. Welcome to The Pleasure Zone, because you dared to choose to listen tonight. Anybody who listens to the show is very daring and very choosing, because you just don't show up randomly on this show unless you happen to have had it playing in the background. And I think even then, sometimes people are like, whoa, that's the pleasure zone. Am I choosing it? There, it actually gives you pause to think for a second. Am I choosing this? Am I choosing this? Because this show, you never know where it's going to go. I remember the first two years of my shows, I there was um, a friend and producer, Carol Glover, used to always go, well, I wasn't expecting that. So for the first two years, I I just shocked her for about two years. And I think now she's just like, yeah, I'm used to, you know. <laughs> so, so that always cracked me up. I'm like, really? You weren't expecting me to go in strange and mysterious places? I try and stick to the topic at least, but my my point of view of my topic titles may be very different than what you might have expected or projected or even even there might be an insinuation what my title be, might be about. And I might take you on a whole other roller coaster ride because that's how I fly, girls and boys. So what have you stepped into? You've stepped into the wonderland of craziness called the pleasure zone. That's what you've just stepped into. And I am the host of that. My name's Milica Yelenich, and I actually create this show out of the sheer uh, joy and pleasure of talking about bodies and pleasure and copulation and the possibilities we could have with relationships with each other, with the planet. But for the most part, I do talk about a lot to do with copulation and bodies and pleasure. That's kind of my main squeeze for my shows. Um, and I do throw in a lot of other topics. Like tonight, we do have a topic that's edging more into the relationship zone. And last week's was as well with cycles. So we're kind of in a relationship zone right now. Um, I don't know if we're going to be out of that zone next week. We kind of are going to be in the zone still because I just chose when the show was uh, starting today that my topic for next week is going to be about voyeurism and exhibitionism. Yeah. You know, because I had a conversation uh, about two weeks ago, a week ago, it was actually only a week ago, uh, with my friend who's also the CEO of this station and some other people, and we were talking about uh, voyeurism. So I was like, wow, I haven't had that topic yet, and then I forgot about it, and then I remembered right before this show. So voyeurism and exhibition next week, because, you know, that also includes a lot of things to do with pleasure and bodies and all that fun stuff. So I'm intrigued where I'm going to take us next week on that, you know, pleasure roller coaster ride. So 
what are we talking about today? Thank you for asking that question. I, I could hear all of you guys going, what a, what the what? What? I thought she was going to talk about something and she's going on about roller coasters. So today's topic is Cinderella, Cinderella, all I hear is Cinderella. Well, I think that's actually how the mice say it in Cinderella when they're imitating Cinderella. And, and whenever I hear it in my head, I hear it as the mice saying it instead of uh, Cinderella saying it, because I think it's funnier that the mice would make fun of her. Um, or maybe in my version, the mice make fun of her. And maybe that doesn't even happen in the movie. And that's my my own creation, because I'm laughing at it, maybe. I don't know. And for those of you who are like, that's really sad. How could you laugh at Cinderella, that poor tragic girl who was, you know, basically abused by her mother? I just thought the whole the whole scene of she could have run away, she could have walked away at any point, but she chose to stay with this demented woman, and that's just a choice. She could have run off into the woods, and she was a resourceful and pretty handy girl. She could clean things and mend things. I would have taken all my skills, because that whole family didn't have skills. I would have upped my skills and taken them in somewhere else, like the forest, because she would have to go fetch water and firewood. She would definitely have access to the outside world. She wasn't chained into her chambers, but people don't really think about that. Why didn't Cinderella just run away, right? Why was she waiting in that dank? Well, we wouldn't have the Cinderella story, would we, if Cinderella up and got out of that house with her evil stepmother and evil stepsisters. We wouldn't have the Cinderella story of finding true love, Oh, at last I found my prince. And, um, I think it's funny. <laughs> so, so let's let's all laugh. Let's all laugh at the fact that we're all looking for to be a. Let's look at the story in general. Cinderella. First of all, she, her father dies, so she's orphaned to this crazy bitch who abuses her. And uh, siblings who we would say bullied her constantly and abused her. She's sitting in this situation of abuse her whole life, essentially. Um, so all she knows is basically abuse and the kindness of mice and birds. So she knows the kindness of mice and birds. Um, but really, she's not come across the kindness of another human being, maybe since her father died. We don't really know the story of, was her father kind or a jerk? I mean, he married a jerk of a woman, so could he have been that aware? Probably not that aware. So he, you know, kind of lands his daughter in this situation. And, yeah, I guess it was implied that he was kind, but we don't really know that for sure, because in comparison, I mean, in comparison to those stepsisters, she, you know, he could have just been like 10% more kind and that would have looked kind. So, um, so we're going with Cinderella was probably not familiar with kindness she, for a long time in her life. You know, she was stuck with this, in this horrible house with these abusive people. And she has a fantasy, a fantasy life in her head that someday her prince will come. And But that's also the song from uh, Sleeping Beauty. All of those princesses forever daydreaming about their prince. And, you know, Snow White also daydreaming about her prince. And they're all daydreaming about their prince. Um, and been in horribly abusive situations. And who's going to rescue them but their prince? Um, and all of those, uh, 
all of those princesses required somebody to come and step in and actually rescue them. So was that actually true? Well, not fully, right? Cinderella did take some action of her own. So Cinderella did take the action of asking the universe in her own way for help. And then her fairy godmother appears. So cool. That's asking you shall receive lesson, which was pretty awesome. And then she also did, it was like, do whatever you have to do to get what you want. When she came, you know, escaping her tower down to try on the shoe. Um, we're just going with the Disney version and, and not the version written originally. So she came running down and, and, and basically demands. She became the energy of demand. I must try that shoe. So there's certain things she actually implemented that are kind of like universal truth. Ask and you shall receive and, you know, be the demand that's required and be be and do whatever it takes to get whatever you desire. She was willing to be those as well. And uh, even though stepping out from abuse, not really needing any kindness, what would Cinderella walk into? You would think, and if you listened to the show last week about cycles, you would think that Cinderella would walk into a cycle of more abuse. She, you would think Cinderella, you know, growing up in an environment that was primarily abusive, would step into that. But somehow Cinderella has the wherewithal and some kind of memory of her kind father from, you know, prior to him dying. She has some kind of energy and awareness that something else is possible. And with her something else is possible um, attitude, she actually brings into her life what we hope, because she lives happily ever after. Um, so it's implied that also her prince is kind and probably the kingdom is kind to her, is that Cinderella ends up walking um, into a life of possibilities. So asking you shall receive is one of her truths that she used. And the other one was being the energy of demand of be and do whatever it takes to have what you would like to have. And then she was willing to receive the prince and willing to step into that universe and willing to to receive the possibilities that um, that he represented. So it's pretty cool when you think about Cinderella that way. You could also think of Cinderella as the, the girl who waited back and waited for somebody to rescue her. But when you actually really kind of break down the story, you realize that she wasn't just waiting for a rescue. She actually had implemented some universal truths to get what she desired. So are you, are you, but a lot of what people also see in the Cinderella story is the idea that there is like a perfect relationship um, that you will, you know, if you hope hard enough and dream hard enough, that the perfect relationship will show up. And then forgetting the little things that Cinderella actually implemented to to receive the relationship she desired. So uh, consider those things. So if you were actually to stop for a minute um, and stop looking at your life from, say, the Cinderella standpoint of I'm sitting in abuse. So if Cinderella is sitting in abuse, if you were to be willing to look at it and go, okay, this abuse doesn't work for me. And just like Cinderella, I mean, there was freedom enough that Cinderella could have walked out to the forest, built herself a hut probably because she was resourceful and she had all her animal friends that probably would have come to help her. Um, she she could have actually run away. So if you are in the situation where there is abuse, you have to know that there is always an alternative. There is a choice. 
um, I can speak from experience that there's choice. You can get out. Even when things seem bleak and like impossible and like there's no alternative, uh, thank God in this universe now we have uh, certain things like... Um, like like we have homes for abused women, we have homes for abused men, we have outlets that people can use, we have all kinds of resources that are available if you just seek and ask and look for them. Friends, you know, there's so many ways you can get out of the abuse. So you don't have to be sitting in abuse, hoping, dreaming that one day something uniquely awesome is going to show up because uniquely awesome shows up when you ask for it and you make choices and you do, you know, do whatever it takes to have that show up. So what what awareness um, of a possibility are you actually refusing with not choosing and everything that is destroying uncreated all? So what I'm talking about is if you have an awareness, there's something else possible, but you're just sitting on your laurels and not choosing it because you're like, the universe will have it drop on my lap just like a giant, you know, like manna from heaven. It just falls out of the clouds and the angels have been creating manna for me. Um, so cool, maybe, maybe you have that reality and then maybe the rest of us don't. So um, if you do, if that's your reality, wickety whack for you. I'm not going to deny that you might have that reality. Um, however, I'm looking at it from a pragmatic standpoint. If you would like something, what is your step to actually choosing towards that? So if you'd like a relationship that's dynamic, awesome, um, you know, with vulnerability, with humor, with um, sensuality, with exploration of your bodies, with all these great things you can have in a relationship, what step can you take and what choice can you can you choose um, even if it's only in right now, you're just choosing it for right now, what can you choose that will actually put you just a little bit closer or even a whole lot closer to that which you desire in relationship? And what if it doesn't have to be the fantasy of perfection? And I think truly anybody who's willing to st- take a step towards relationship, to truly having a relationship with somebody, they get there is no perfection. For people who are choosing not to have a relationship, they are inventing the ideal perfection in order to avoid ever having to have a relationship with anybody, including themselves. So if you're looking to be perfect before you invite somebody into your life, have fun with that. Let me know what lifetime that occurs in because I don't know anybody who's got that perfect thing going on. No, I have to be healed and perfect before I have somebody else enter my life. That is um, cute and not so bright. So I'm kind of on a rant and an uh, interesting role with this whole topic of Cinderella, Cinderella, all I hear is Cinderella. Um, and if you'd like to hear more on this topic, I'll be talking more and more about the ideals and how we can break uh, free from some of those and choose differently and choose something that actually works for us. And we'll talk more about that. Uh, just reminding you, you're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network. And we are going to head off to our first break of the evening. 
Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation by tuning in to the Pleasure Zone radio show with body whisperer Milica Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with body whisperer Milica Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255. That's T-A-L-K. Or Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email at MilicaYelenich.com. Now back to the program. Welcome back, sweet pleasure seekers. You're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and I'm your host, Milica Yelenich. For those of you who have never checked me out on social media, you can find me on most social media sites like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all the great ones. Um, you can friend me on there. Um, most of the time, I'm under the handle of Milica Jelenich. There are a few of us, but I'm always the cutest one. Um, so, you know, find the cutest one, pick that. It's probably me. And uh, I'm also on different other resources as well, like LinkedIn um, and some of the other ones, too. So if you are looking to get a hold of me, you can always friend me on social media. That's one way to do it. Send me a private message so that I know um, that you are friending me, you're a listener. If you have questions or ideas, you can let me know. Um, if you are just friending me for the fun of it, awesome. I may or may not friend you back. I have like 150 friend requests I need to go through. Um, and I kind of just go through what's, what's heavy, what's light, what's going to create greater in my universe. So, um, I, I've kind of toned down friending everybody. So I also am, um, on, if you want, you can find me on my website too. So look me up at melitzajelenic.com. That's M-I-L-I-C-A-J-E-L-E-N-I-C.com. And I want to just let you guys know about something cool that's actually I'm in the works of creating. And I almost have the website live for this event that um, I'm participating in in September. 
So September uh, 13th through 16th, there's an event in Prince Edward County that's in Ontario, Canada, and it's, it is called Awakening Your Senses. It's a VIP, all-inclusive, um, basically weekend of amazing events and classes. I'll be facilitating some of the classes. And when we say VIP, it's truly VIP. We're only accepting 12 people for this event uh, for this time um and there are four facilitators going to be uh, available there's going to be amazing food made every day a wine tasting tour you're going to be able to karate chop some boards and parts uh you're going to be getting to learn about uh different things like essential oils uh, about mitzvah body movement that i do uh, you can't even imagine. The list goes on about business, about money, about life, love. Um, it's fantastic. So if you would like more information on that, please do message me. I will have that site live and it will start to be available for you to see um, in some of the upcoming episodes. It'll be in um, in the content so you'll be able to find that. But again, there are only... Uh, 12 available seats, and I think we've already sold out a couple of them. So there's a few spots left, again, September 13th to 16th in Prince Edward County in Ontario, Canada. So we'd love to have you there. And it's a phenomenal deal for under, for like three days, but it's like under $1,200 for all three days. So just saying, it's awesome. And I'm going to be there. So yeah, what else is possible? And um, so before we went to break, I was talking about Cinderella, uh, you know, from abusive relationship to creating a, a life of possibilities. And one of the things that some people uh, kind of fall into with this Cinderella um, mentality is that they start to think there's a perfection that comes with the prince. That prince, he'll be perfect. He'll rescue me from everything. But the thing is, most of the time, what's required is for you to take a few things, a few steps towards making the choice to change it and choosing to change it and asking the universe to contribute, to collaborate with you to change whatever's going on. So choice always trumps everything. So choose out of it. Universe will have your back. And then look at the possibilities that will be available in your life when you choose that. So Looking for the utopian ideal relationship, utopian ideal as a breakdown, just as a really simple concept is utopia is like the perfect society. And to have a utopian um, relationship would be like the perfect relationship in the perfect society and everything sunky-dory and perfect. In order to create something that would be, say, perfect, you would require a lot, a lot of control. And is control actually kind or is that can that lead to abuse? So I'm kind of playing with this wondering, like, is that actually an abusive form of relationship looking for perfection? And I, I get it kind of is, guys. Like, when you're looking for perfection in your partner, trying to change them into the perfect so-and-so, if you just did this, if you just put down the toilet seat, you'd be a better husband, Um, you know, then if if you have these ideals and you keep putting them out there like the person you're with is not the person you want to be with because you keep trying to make them into something else, that, my friends, is actually abuse. So 
would you be willing to stop abusing people by trying to turn them into the perfect person for you? Instead, I challenge you to look at what what actually you have in front of you. What do you have? You know, do you have a person who is um maybe you have a person in front of you who would like to learn new things. Maybe they'd like to learn how to put down the toilet seat. Maybe they were never taught how to put down a toilet seat. Didn't know it was something you would like. So you have to look at the person in front of you. Are they moldable? Are they somebody who would actually like change? And would they like you to facilitate that for them or not? And be really honest with yourself on that. Because if you get like, no, that person's quite happy with who they are, then stop trying to be a controlling beep by trying to make them do everything you want to create the perfect relationship. You know, creating the perfect relationship to the outside world for what they see. Oh, look, my husband goes everywhere I ask him to. Oh, look, he's so joyful and happy and dancy. Guys, that's so not my husband. My husband hardly goes anywhere that I go. Um, In fact, I trust that I know that my husband will usually cancel. So I don't usually, you know, get excited about him coming along because he almost even canceled on our honeymoon. So (laughs) he's... That I can trust about my husband. And if I went to, oh, my God, why does he do this? I could drive myself mental. I could get upset at him. I could get upset at myself. But actually, I know that about him. So I just know that about him. And I know that it's not like he's trying to be um, mean or hurtful. He actually sets out with with the idea that, yes, I'd like to go. And then he he reneges almost 90% of the time. And I know a lot of wives who would go at wives and girlfriends who would go stark raving mental on that person and go, you know, you don't like I'm, you know, thinking of one of my friends in particular and um his wife does that to him like if he doesn't show up, she just craps on him. So it's it's not cool. It's like it's not cool to crap on people when you haven't even Ask them, what do they actually desire? So I know in my heart of hearts that my husband desires to try and make me happy. And his point of view is to say yes to to anything that I offer him. Hey, honey, do you want to go to Costco this weekend? Yes, I do. 90% of the time, he won't show up. Something will come up and he won't be able to do it. That I can trust that I know. And it's like, an, it's like a joke going on in our house with my daughter and my mom we like arrange things and then my mom will go, we almost have like bets going on the side. What day is Mike going to back out of this? What day is Mike going to renege? And most of the time I could tell you to the minute when my husband will renege on the deal. And it's usually the morning of, but I know by at least 48 hours before something will occur for him to actually choose out of it. So when he does show up, it's super exciting for me, super exciting. And I'm like, wow, he actually, he's here. So unusual. Um, and I honestly, I don't get disappointed when he doesn't show up because I already know that about him. You can't be disappointed in somebody when you already know that's who they are. That's just who you are. How can you be disappointed in them? You can only get disappointed if you have an expectation that what you know, that you're just not trusting what you know. So if I know, my husband will renege. And I don't trust that, and I have the expectation this time will be different, then I will be highly disappointed when he you know pulls pulls out of um the whatever it is that we were planning.
So it's not, um, you can only, only get disappointed when you have an expectation of that person. And it's not to say that you can't um, have uh, a request in your universe to be with somebody who does show up at these uh, events. I don't require that in my world, but if I did, then that would be what I would call a deal breaker. So if that occurred again and again and again and that didn't work for me, that would be a deal breaker. But because it's not a deal breaker for me and it doesn't matter to me, then it's not a deal breaker. So if you are a guy or a gal and and this is something that's going on for you, part of the utopian ideals is to look at does this actually really you know, is this significant to me? Does is this a deal breaker? If this person does A, B, C, or D, is this a deal breaker? Which is different than trying to merge them into your reality and force them to be something they're not. You can trust that you know. I can trust that I know my husband reneges on things with me. So if I know that, then I don't have to sit around and go, I'm so disappointed, this sucks, and have a fight with him. Like, I've never argued with him over that once. It might shock him because I know that in the past he's had many girlfriends that did argue with him and get very upset about that, and that's just who he is. So he knows he has choice, and he exercises his choice all the time. And I would rather have him exercise choice and be happy with what he's choosing than to have him be obligated to me and not exercise choice. That would be me creating the utopian ideal, being in total control, and making everybody else fracking miserable. So you don't have to make other people miserable. Did you know that? You actually, that's not your responsibility. You're not responsible for making other people happy, and you're not responsible for making other people miserable. It's all choice. So if you are looking for perfection... What are those things that you think create perfection? And look at that in relationship. My ideal relationship would have A, B, C, and D. And if I don't have A, B, C, and D, this doesn't work for me. Now, if that's really true and those things don't work for you and they're a deal breaker, you have to honor you in that. But if they're not a deal breaker and there's somebody else's point of view that you've bought into forever, let her go. They're not even your point of view. I would say 20 years ago, um, if I actually broke up with a guy who was late for my birthday party. And looking at that now, I was like, wow, that was that was really nuts, actually. That was really um, controlling jerk-off of me. Um, and he was only late, and I broke up with him, and he was actually a really nice guy. And that was the kind of uh, controlling behavior that I would try and I would I would have. I just had that. Why? Because for me, it was like creating the perfect relationship. If I show up for my birthday party and my boyfriend's not there, then I shouldn't even be with him. And people are going to think, la, la, la. I thought that people thought about this stuff. They People don't care. People are in their own universes half the time. They don't even notice you exist. Why? Because they're not even present in their own world to notice that they exist. So if you're worried about other people's points of view, and that's why you're thinking about the ideal relationship... Get over it, my friends. Everybody is so self-absorbed and self-involved, they don't even notice what's going on. So so just something to play with. Are these things really significant to you? Are they deal breakers? If they're deal breakers, you need to look at that. If they're not deal breakers, let her go. 
I challenge you to have a little look at that over um we are going to head to a break in a minute but I have a I just want to challenge you to look at in, in your life some of the things that are coming up for you in relationships and are those things that are in your face that are you know bugging you are they deal breakers you know is is abuse a deal breaker you know for me there was a level of abuse that became a deal breaker but I was pretty um pretty sitting in in abuse for a really long time and I was like yep I'll just take that and I'll just take that and it became a bit of a doormat. And that's another, you know, that's another swing of the pendulum, right? Going from being like in a a controlling bitch to being um in an abusive relationship. But it's not that different. Those energies are not that different. Um really, when you're being that and you're attracting that into your universe and then you can change it. And it was literally choice that changed it. I didn't have an epiphany. I didn't like stick some great cleansing rod into my vagina that cleared me of all past relationships. No, I just chose a different relationship with a different person and I choose every day to be different. So if I come up with a reaction, then I just look at that before I go um, diarrhea vomiting it verbally all over my partner or whoever I'm with. Instead of having verbal diarrhea on them and blaming them and pointing fingers, I'm like, hmm, wow, what did I just create and what could I choose that would make this be different? And is this a deal breaker or is this a deal maker? What is this? So some things to look at and consider. So go for it, guys. You're going to have two minutes to do that. So we're actually going to head to our next break. You're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Voices Network. And I look forward to talking more about this topic after this break. Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation by tuning in to the Pleasure Zone radio show with body whisperer Milica Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow your to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melissa every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. What if there's nothing wrong with you? What if you're far greater than you've ever given yourself credit for? What if it's time to know the gift and the contribution you are to the world and to like yourself a lot more? Hi, my name is Dane here. 13 years ago, I started to truly ask questions. Actually, I started to be the question, and everything changed for me. Asking questions opens doors to infinite possibilities. And it's not about finding the answer. It's about being the question. Always. What I'm inviting you to step into is something that Einstein, Marie Curie, Newton, Da Vinci, Gandhi, Picasso, and Aristotle all knew to be true. What if no question is too big or too small? What if anything is possible for you? What if together we could create a kinder, gentler, happier world? Is now the time? Go to beingyouclass.com and sign up for a free video series, My Gift to You. beingyouclass.com What if you, truly being you, are the gift and change this world requires? beingyouclass.com 
This is the Pleasure Zone with Body Whisperer Melissa Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255. That's T-A-L-K. Or Canada 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email at melissayelenich.com. Now back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. You're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network. And I'm your hostess, the mostess, Melitza Jelinek. And by mostess, I mean I have the most podcasts in my archives, just saying. So, woohoo! I'm celebrating that today. Mostest podcasts in my archives. Oh, yeah. So, so... Uh, and I have probably the most that refer to penises too. Oh yeah. <laughs> what else? I'm gonna give myself an award for that. So when you actually saying that, it's a segue. Um, when you actually acknowledge you uh, for everything that you require and desire, it's so much easier to be in a relationship. So whenever you feel like there's a lack or I wish so and so would just see me, you gotta step back just for a second and go, okay, what am I not acknowledging about me? Hmm, probably a megaton of things. What am I not acknowledging about myself? What can I acknowledge about myself? And if I did acknowledge that about myself, would I feel better? Would I feel lighter? Would I have more ease? Yeah, I, I bet you at least uh, one Twinkie you would have more ease if you just acknowledge you instead of looking for that from your partner. And some people get, like, really abusive when they're actually looking for acknowledgement. And they're like, you don't do this and you don't do that. Okay, chill out. Chill out your you don'ts. What you're looking, what you've been looking for is acknowledgement. Acknowledge you and get over it. (laughs) Like, honestly, that's about as frank as I'm going to get on that. Just acknowledge you. Acknowledge your creation. Acknowledge what you're doing. And yes, it's fun to be acknowledged by others. It's fantastic. And when you truly are acknowledging you and you're like giving yourself kudos and you're really seeing what you're doing, others just start to acknowledge you. And you don't even, it's effortless. You don't even have to try. And then it's your willingness to receive their acknowledgement that will have it keep flowing. So once that floodgates open, you just start receiving it like, thank you. I'll receive that. Thank you. I'll receive that. Thank you. I'll receive that. So when you, you know, when you're looking for acknowledgement from somebody or you're trying to find that perfect, when you're trying to create the other person as perfect for you, you don't do this and you haven't said that and okay, cool, stop. What are you looking for? Just stop for a second. Stop yourself. Stop your brain for like 10 seconds. And if you don't know how to stop your brain for 10 seconds, here's my easiest, peasiest lesson on that. Sit in a chair, put your feet on the ground, and have one of those chairs that's pretty low so that when you sit, your knees will be above your hip joint um, so that you're sitting with your feet flat and your legs are like supported and your pelvis can actually tilt forward. So tilt your pelvis forward, sit up straight, be present with your body, take a deep breath, and just ask like, wow, 
what is this? What am I actually looking for? And when you actually kind of tilt your pelvis forward, you align your spine. And if you're looking to be in alignment with everything you're creating and choosing, align your spine. Your body will definitely get you information faster when you do that. So what am I looking for? And then just like be with it. So feet on the ground, tilt forward, have your body just like be really connected and have your spine be nice and straight. And when your spine is like that, you know, there's a there's a purpose to that energetically. The energy just moves faster and easier through your body and you can have immense clarity through like your entire spinal cord. And our spinal cord is essentially like an electrical so the nerves through your spine are like basically like an electrical system and they're all attached to your brain. So you can when you kind of line it up, you can clear all of it out. It's like when you look at if you're looking at electricity and there's like a uh you know a dent in the wire or a kink in the wire or there's like a, a rip in the wire it can cause sparking it can cause like other things to occur that don't have the energy flow fluidly so sit up straight let that energy flow fluidly ask your questions and get your information i think what occurs a lot for people is that they're just like they're slumping down and they're getting into these positions like physical positions that are not contributing to greater awareness and ease they're getting muddled and they're like i need something that's in line with my life i need to feel more like everything's in alignment but your whole body is off kilter and your body is kind of i would say a hundred percent um an, a mirror image of what is actually reflected in the rest of your life you know so if you are walking around totally off kilter the chances are that your life is quite off kilter so um it's it's just something i've seen a lot of bodies and i've worked on a lot of bodies and the more um i work on people's bodies and have their bodies um work on their bodies with alignment the more i see that their lives align and it's not just uh it's not just fluke that that occurs it's actually part of our 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 way of being so there's you know yoga's been around for thousands of years creating better posture sitting in poses that would have your spine have all the energy move through the top of your head through the base of your spine through that whole spinal um, through your whole nervous system, spinal cord, and have it all flowing out. So yeah, there's there's no there's no like mistake in the plan of the way that our bodies operate for that. It is there's complete divine um, design in that. Whether you believe in divine design or not, intelligent design, I, I fully get. Like if you look at the body, you can't you cannot deny. Uh, divine intelligence or divine design so so that's a total sidetrack so get in line with that and dump out your crap so that you don't have to be uh, bunched up and balled up going oh my god but this isn't perfect and this isn't working for me get yourself into a posture that actually feels confident get yourself into a posture that as you feel like your body is strong Get yourself into a posture where you can breathe, where you can have your head out of your heart's way, 
when you get yourself into a posture where your body has ease, it can have enjoyment, and then the questions you ask and the information you receive will also be greater and more expansive than just when you're slouched and you're in, you know, in agony, in pain, um, and and you're and you're not getting clarity because nothing's moving through your your body. There's no energy that I mean, it's blocked. The energy doesn't stop totally; it just gets slowing down kind of gets bogged up like a giant toilet that's got too much poop in it and you got to plunge it so it moves through. It's not that the toilet is no longer a toilet, it's that the toilet's plugged and it needs to be flushed out, my friends, flush it out. So, yeah, how did the toilet get involved with Prince Charming? Oh, it totally does, guys. I mean, Prince Charming's got to have an awesome toilet, let's face it. So the other thing I'm wondering is when you are looking for perfect relationships in general, when you're looking for, and I'm not looking for you to have perfection in your body, I'm just looking for you to have more ease to get more information. Um, When you're looking for perfection in relationships, the big question is, would you actually and do you actually desire having a relationship, A, with yourself, B, with the universe, and C, with others? So if you're looking for an ideal perfection of a relationship, no, that one doesn't work. No, that guy's not good enough. No, that girl's not good enough. No, that friendship's not good enough. No, that's not good enough. No, that's not good enough. No, that's not good enough. When you're doing that, how much are you actually refusing you? Yeah. So, yeah, I know you thought you were going to say, I was going to say others, but how much are you actually refusing yourself? receiving yourself when you are making everybody else not good enough? How much are you actually refusing receiving all of you? Hmm. There's one to ponder, right? So we're actually going to head off to our third break for the evening. We want to remind you guys that you're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network. And we're going to head off to our third and final break of the evening right now. Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation by tuning in to the Pleasure Zone radio show with body whisperer Milica Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melissa every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Hey, everybody, this is Dr. Dane here, and I would like to invite you to an adventure in being. I've just written and finished a new book known as Being You, Changing the World. Are you one of those dreamers? One of those people who's always known that other possibilities should be available but haven't yet been able to see them be created? Well, I wrote this book for you. In it, you'll find tools, processes, and unique perspectives to change the things you've always wanted to change but didn't know how. In it, you'll find an invitation to a different possibility for a way that we can be in this world that changes not only our lives, but by being us, allows us to contribute to changing everything planet-wide that doesn't work. Are you aware that truly great people, truly being them, is the only thing that has ever created a great change on this planet? Are you willing to step up? 
Are you willing to be one? Check out a copy of my new book, Being You, Changing the World. I invite you to go to beingyoubook.com for a free gift. This is The Pleasure Zone with body whisperer Milica Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255. That's T-A-L-K. Or Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email at MilicaYelenich.com. Now back to the program. Welcome back to the Pleasure Zone, sweet pleasure speakers. And that's my little song for you guys, because I know in your hearts you were like, she's got to have a song this show. She's got to have more than one song other than Cinderella. Cinderella. I had to give you guys a little tune. So before break, we were talking about the perfection of relationships and how to get in alignment with yourself and your body, because your body is involved in relationships. I know, surprise. So when you actually use your, utilize your body and get your body in alignment, you can actually start to have more clarity. When you ask your questions, you can have more awareness because your body will not have these bogged down um, kind of sludgy things like a toilet gets. So, yeah, just go for it and see what that creates for you when you actually have your body feeling more and more aligned. And again, how do you do that? So you sit in your chair, you get everything's your knees are bent your feet on the floor sit in a chair where your knees will be higher than your hips when you sit and then roll yourself forward it's kind of like pushing your belly forward so and you can roll yourself on um basically on on your it's basically you're going to roll so you're kind of almost like sitting on your crotch in a way um just trying to give you some descriptions without getting too technical with language so just roll forward so you're sitting kind of like for women you're sitting on your vaginal opening sort of and for guys you'd almost be sitting on your perineum or balls and so you're going to roll forward your body's going to become straighter and you're going to sit in a way that has your head your nose out of your heart like your heart chakra's way because um, what can be even better is that you actually get your head out of your heart's way, especially when it comes to relationships. Uh, I mean, the heart is such an amazing leader uh, in the world, and it is what joins all of our upper chakras and our lower chakras. Um, so that's a whole other conversation, but it's an amazing, the heart chakra itself is just such an amazing way that we feel connected to um, the earth, the sky, and to others. So, if you really want to feel that connection, get your body in alignment, get your head out of your heart's way, and actually notice and sense your connection to to the person that you're considering. And if you have, you know, questions about the relationship that you're in, I dare you get in that position and start asking them. And I wouldn't be surprised if you get a lot more clarity a lot faster when you do that. So does the truth, does this work for me? Truth, is this a deal breaker? Truth, is this a deal maker? You know? A lot of things might not totally work for you, but they might not also be deal breakers. Um, They just might be like annoyances. So then that's, if they're just annoying you, then that's your choice to be annoyed or to get over it. So you got to look at that as well. So in creating, in creating relationships, if you are choosing to create relationships, um, you can have ones that are a lot easier just by the simple, let it go, 
Let it go. Yeah, all these fabulous Disney songs are the inspiration for this show. So you can let so much go where you can actually have fun in your relationships. Things are not significant. And really, if you have more than like five deal breakers of any kind in your relationship, you you might be trying to avoid them. You know, you might have created so many freaking rules in your rule book that you really just don't want anybody in your life. Um, and that's okay. You don't have to have people in your life, but don't lie to yourself about it. Don't say you're looking for relationships when what you're really looking to do is torture yourself and others, um, which is not kind to you or to them. So you could just say, hey, I'm actually not looking for relationships. What I wanted to do was torture you, and I wanted to torture myself. And I'm over the torture game now, so I'm moving forward. And again, you might not be over the torture game. So if torture is your thing, um, you might check out some BDSM. I have a friend named Gaia Morissette. She's actually a BDSM life coach. She can hook you up with some some pretty cray-cray uh, experiences if you want. So, um, you know, go to the professionals if you're if you're into that for sure. And just remember that what your ideal relationship is, is different than somebody else's. So really, when you come together in a relationship, it's really key to know, like, what are their deal breakers and what are your deal breakers. And then you can actually create a relationship that works for both of you. Um, and and you might find that just you being alive and breathing is actually um, a deal breaker for them. Sorry, the fact that you're breathing is a deal breaker for me. Well, guess what? That's a pretty good indicator that relationship isn't going to work for you unless uh, they're into necrophilia uh, or you're into being necrophiliaized. Um, then you might want to just keep your life and walk away from the relationship. So, when you got to be really clear on what are those deal breakers and deal makers because sometimes they can be so simple as your toothbrush and if you keep to putting your toothbrush, okay, really if it's your toothbrush, it's something else because that's just um, a really intense thing to have as a deal breaker for relationships. So you got to look at, you know, what what have you created as being so significant about these things too. Um, and if some of them are really genuine, like, yeah, that's just an unkindness to me, like a toothbrush in a different location, I don't think that's an unkindness to you. But if you think it is, that's another story. You might want to call me for a session or one of my friends who are coaches on the Inspired Choices Network. You might you might choose to get some assistance with that. So I just want to remind you guys and thank you guys for listening to this week's show. Um, that went really fast, and I was just like, rah, 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 utopia, yeah, 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 Cinderella, yeah, yeah. And so remember to check out my website, com, where you can find updates and stuff on new classes um, and enjoy that. And remember, next week we are going to be talking about voyeurism and exhibitionism. I wonder, are you into one or both or all of those? Like, do you like when, do you have that fantasy that I have where, you know, you're like masturbating and somebody peers through the window and sees you? Do you have that fantasy? Because I do. Well, I hope you guys stay tuned in and turned on this week, and I look forward to chatting with you next week here on The Pleasure Zone. Thank you for choosing to listen to The Pleasure Zone. Milica Yelenich will return next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body.